Hello, Morongo Basin and listeners around the world online at Z1077FM.com. Here is the Z1077 local news for Friday, September 23rd, 2022. A series of disturbances that some have characterized as violent affected students and parents at Yucca Valley High School on Wednesday. Assignment reporter Robert Hayden talked with those affected by the challenging week. If you have a student in school or you're just on social media, you may have heard reports of increased fights breaking out at Yucca Valley High School on Wednesday. On the heels of an earlier report about a potential threat that was ultimately proven to be unfounded, Z1077 began receiving emails and calls from parents who say they were concerned with what their kids were sharing with them during school and when they got home. My daughter texted me on the first day of school, I believe, saying there was six or seven fights that broke out on campus that day. And she has repeatedly texted me throughout this last month about the number of fights happening. That was a parent of a Yucca Valley student that we spoke to on Thursday. When talking with her daughter about the seemingly sudden increase in physical altercations, she said, No, there's always been fights at school and it's always been a common thing. Well, not really common, but it's always happened, but nothing like this. After Wednesday's incidents, Yucca Valley High School principal Justin Monocle says they sent email and phone communications informing parents of the fights. By Thursday, a few Facebook comment threads had hit triple digits, with the actual number of the fights reported swinging from 10 to upwards of 30. Principal Monocle says that he understands why parents would reach out to the school, especially as speculation and sharing of videos grew on social media. For administrators and staff, they have to follow policy no matter how many incidents. For us, it's it's trying to be respectful of the process, the investigative process, trying to be respectful of our students' privacy and their families' privacy. Uh, we don't want to put out information about our kids and the goings-on here so that people would be able to know who it was or what it was. So we have to be very mindful of that, but we also want to make sure that our community has facts about what happens. An assembly on Thursday afternoon was held to debrief with students about the previous day's fights, and Monocle said a majority of students expressed their concern and want a better academic environment than the one they witnessed on Wednesday. Superintendent Vargas stated that despite Wednesday's disturbances, schools are still the safest place in the community and they value parents as allies in the education of their students. Reporting for Z1077 News, this is assignment reporter Robert Hayden. We have a longer version of this story online where Principal Monocle outlines the steps they are taking to respond to the behavioral issues, as well as a discussion next week about the trend of violent challenges on TikTok. During a traffic stop in 29 Palms, the passenger of a stopped vehicle grabbed the wheel and led authorities on a nearly seven-mile pursuit. On Sunday, sheriff's deputies conducted a traffic stop on a 2003 Volkswagen for expired registration near the intersection of Amboy Road and Valley Mountain Road. The deputy reports that, while speaking with the driver outside of the vehicle, the passenger in the front seat, Jocelyn Ramirez, a 33-year-old resident of San Francisco, climbed into the driver's seat, started the car, and drove away. Deputies pursued Ramirez as she drove east down Amboy Road at speeds of up to 90 miles per hour. Deputies say that they were able to catch up to her when the paved road ended near Adobe Road and the Volkswagen stalled in the soft sand. Jocelyn Ramirez was arrested and taken into custody on suspicion of evading police with disregard for safety and booked into the West Valley Detention Center with bail set at $100,000. It's not too late to RSVP for the community cleanup of the iconic Giant Rock tomorrow. The collaboration between Positional Projects, Bighorn Desert View Water Agency, Blight Sites, High Desert Keepers, the Landers Community Association, and Mojave Desert Land Trust will kick off at 9 a.m. to remove trash and graffiti 
in honor of National Public Lands Day. Organizers will provide trash bags, gloves, and water. Attendees are encouraged to bring refillable water containers and to wear a hat, sunscreen, closed-toed shoes, and light long sleeves for protection from the elements. There will also be a history lecture and an exhibit opening. For a link to RSVP or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit this story at Z1077FM.com. High Desert Mini Golf is back with the Mojave Land Mini Golf pop-up in 29 Palms this Saturday and Sunday from noon to 4 p.m. Bring the whole family, including the dog, to play a unique round of putt-putt golf on a course designed by 13 different desert artists. The latest hole added to the course is Windmill Thingamajig by Yaka Valley artist Clark Hunter. It's not all serious golf business at Mojave Land. They'll also have mural paintings for the kids, as well as sculpture and other artwork that gives Mojave Land that unique desert vibe that you can only get here in the Morongo Basin. Mojave Land is at 5157 Adobe Road in 29 Palms this weekend. You can see pictures of the mini golf course with links to their Instagram and website at this story at z1077fm.com. The Center for Healthy Generations, a nonprofit that offers all generations support through exercise activities and information to foster independence, is holding their annual chili cook-off event tomorrow from 2 to 4. The chili tasting begins at 2 with voting for the favorite. Auctioneer Richard Brewer will keep the action with some great bargains and raffle opportunities. The event will be emceed by Z1077 personality Gary Dineau, who will announce the raffle and chili winners. There will be live music, and all proceeds support the center. Tickets are available by calling 760-365-9661. The Center for Healthy Generations is located at 57121 Sunny Slope Drive in Yucca Valley. Artisans are sought for the town of Yucca Valley's annual holiday craft fair and Santa visits on December 3rd at the Yucca Valley Community Center. Hillary Sloan will tell you how to reserve a table for this event if you are an artist or crafter. More than 50 artisans and crafters of original arts and crafts, sculptures, ceramics, specialty food, home decor, clothing, floral design, jewelry, photography, soaps, candles, and toys will be featured in this year's event. Admission is free for shoppers. Artisans interested in selling at the fair may apply from September 6th at 8 a.m. through November 17th at the Yucca Valley Community Center or until all tables are sold. The cost is $25 per table and is limited to one table per vendor. All items must be handmade and sold by the artist or craftsperson. Commercial products are not permitted. For more information, see this story at Z1077FM.com. For Z1077, this is Hilary Sloan. The Western Joshua Tree is one of the natural elements that has come to define the high desert, but they are currently under threat from a variety of factors. A workshop scheduled for next weekend offers a full accounting of the current status of the Western Joshua Tree as its protected status is considered by state and local governments. The workshop, which will also be broadcast as a webinar, is being organized by the California Desert Coalition and the Morongo Basin Conservation Association, who hope to provide an in-depth look at the ecological and political challenges facing the Western Joshua Tree in the 21st century. The workshop will be held next Saturday, October 1st, from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., and will be free, though donations are accepted. The 26th annual Morongo Basin Orchid Festival at Goobler Orchids on Belfield Boulevard in Landers is next Saturday, October 1st, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sunday, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. 
Admission and parking are free. Reporter Mike Lipsitz says it's about a whole lot more than just beautiful orchids. The Orchid Festival is about more than thousands of blooming orchids and carnivorous plants. It's about community nonprofits, live music Saturday with Robbie Rob and band, and on Sunday it's the Yucca Valley High School Jazz Band. Local beers from Joshua Tree Brewery, wines from around the world, food of all kinds from the Boys and Girls Club, Bruce's Love and Smoke, and $5 Pizza make this a weekend to remember. There are self-guided tours of the greenhouses and American Orchid Society judged show that you can enter. There are classes at Pacific Western Bank Learning Center on Phalaenopsis and Oncidium Orchids and how to make arrangements. Take a class and leave with an orchid. Sign ups and show rules at sunsetrotary.org or call 760-364-4900. For more information, call Goobler Orchids at 760-364-4900. Reporting for Z1077 News, this is Mike Lipsitz. The 2022 Old Timer of the Year has a familiar last name. Assignment reporter Robert Hayden rejoins us with the story. The 29 Palms Historical Society is proud to present its 2022 Old Timer of the Year honoree, David Smith. David Smith is the child of William Smith, who homesteaded in 29 Palms in 1926. William married Thelma Mead in 1930 and a year later gave birth to Raymond, the first registered native birth in 29 Palms. Five more children arrived later, including Dave. This pioneer family worked together as a unit to keep the ranch running smoothly. Ranch work included water delivery, dairy, movie projection, ice cream parlor, snack bar, ice house, trailer park, and a drive-in theater that's still there today. Along with Pioneer Day's Grand Marshal Oscar Bailey, Smith will be recognized during the Society's Old Timers Gathering that's taking place on Saturday, October 15th. You can see this story at Z1077FM.com for details. For Z1077 News, this is Assignment Reporter Robert Hayden. And finally... The Yucca Valley High School Trojans girls varsity tennis team lost to Indio 6-12 on Wednesday. In singles, Abby Albachon was 6-2, 6-2, and 6-0. Lacey Tazel was 6-0, and in doubles, Samantha Hall and Madison Dillon won 6-1 and 6-1. The team was short a doubles team. Coach Cindy Miller said the girls battled the whole match. The team of Samantha Hall and Madison Dillon was down 0-4 in their first match to stage a comeback, but came up short to lose 4-6. The team is now 3-3 and in fourth place in the league. The team's next game will be on Monday at Desert Hot Springs. That's our local news. Hear local news seven times a day, seven days a week at 7, 8, 9, noon, 4, 5, and 6. More Morongo Basin residents get their local news from Z1077 than any other source. Reporting for the Morongo Basin News Leader, the award-winning Z1077 Local News, I'm Jeff Harmetz.